A quick note before the episode, we had some technical difficulties with Ami Sound this week, but due to tight, tight budget constraints, we were unable to re-record. But the episode is very good and very weird. Hello, clowns. I'm Ami. I'm Yu Chen, and we're the hosts of Clown Bites Podcast. We're two best friends who are chronically online and get together weekly to laugh and discuss all the clown behavior we see on the internet. And there's so much. Truly so much. We're so glad to have you here to clown around with us, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back, clowns. It's another lovely, lovely day. Is it lovely? (laughs) It is potentially lovely. It's the last day that the weather is going to be okay here, so I am determined to have a good day. Ami has been complaining to me about how it's going to be so cold in Dallas, which it is going to be super cold in Dallas every single day since, I don't know, they predicted (laughs) it. (laughs) The lead up is so intense because you know that like ERCOT is like, oh, we might have grid shortages, whatever, whatever. And everyone's traumatized from a few years ago when people didn't have electricity for a week or their water was shut down. So it's a big event every time this happens. And Nico talks about that situation like every few months. I think he's one of the heavily <laughs> traumatized individuals. I think he actually left Texas because of ERCOT. Like he was just like, fuck this. I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> and now he deals with PG&E. <laughs> yeah. I mean, already knows this before the audience. I received an email from PG&E yesterday. I was like, warning, your bill is going to be over $200 next month. And I'm like, okay, should I try to save money by being cold? And so I tried to turn down the heat last night and I woke up just like so tensed up because I was like uh, just cold while sleeping. I'm like, this isn't worth it. Let me just pay no. some extra money just to be warm in my own house. Yeah. I brought out my electric space heater because I like was struggling to type for work because my fingers were so cold. I was like, uh typing so slowly okay that is an issue (laughs) (laughs) anyways i hope that we both are warm the next week but how's your tiktok been lately i have been a little bored and i miss my fall tiktok well my tiktok has been still i'm on gel nail tiktok which makes no sense because this is literally i watched one video on gel nails i searched gel nails i think that is like where you <laughs> mix it That's yeah, because if you search a term your entire feed for the next like two weeks is going to be specifically related to like this one topic yeah i sent you that alex earl light so oh, yeah all of my tiktok is about the alex earl light from tiktok shop and i'm over it but my fall tiktok was so good i was so deep in sister wives TikTok because a lot of stuff was popping off and I was thriving. (laughs) I remember this, but I was like never in the sister wives lore. And I feel like it's super complex. You tried to explain it to me once and I was just like, I'm stressed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually like never continued watching, but like this is a core memory for me. I remember watching sister wives in high school, like our high school sleepovers, we would watch it. And like, we would watch scary movies and then we would watch Sister Wives. So I have like the original backstory, but I never kept up with it. I think they're on season like 18. Oh my God. And I kind of wish I did keep up with it because it is so juicy. 
And now I'm like, should I go back and rewatch? But I don't know if I can do that. That's a lot. Okay, so what is or not what is Sister Wives? What network is it on? And I assume it's about sisters who are wives. Yeah. Okay. I have absolutely no idea actually what network it's on. I want to say it's on TLC, but that like, makes sense. It. I feel like it tracks. Yeah. I think it's on TLC. Let's just go with that for now. And Sister Wives is about this Mormon family that partakes in plural marriage. So the main patriarch, Cody, has four wives, Mary, Christine, Janelle, and Robin. And Robin is his like newest wife. I did the order of the original three, not correctly, but they all got married around the same time. And then Robin joined the family much, much later. Okay. And I just want to clarify for the audience. It's Cody with a K. Because I have a hypothesis that anyone (laughs) who has a C name that starts with a K is unhinged. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. That actually really tracks. And I thank you for that (laughs) observation. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So... He has four wives, or he did have four wives. In the past few years, his original three wives have left him. They've gotten divorced. Either they have left by their own volition, or it's kind of like just become such a bad situation that she's like had to leave. Like his first wife basically was really trying to hold on, but eventually was just like, you hate me. I have to leave. Does he hate her though? He definitely like favors his fourth wife the most. Mm. And I think they had just really grown apart by that point. So I don't know if he actually hates her, but it wasn't a good situation. So honestly, it's good for her that she's gone. But between these four wives, he has 18 kids. Robin's kids are not his own, like his fourth wife's kids, but still part Mm -hmm. of his family, obviously. So he has 18 children between these four wives, which is a lot, (laughs) which is actually insane. And he has a very bad relationships with a lot of them because he obviously doesn't have time to really nurture relationships with all of these children he prefers robin so by like just nature of that he is with robin's children the most who are not actually his kids and who are not actually his kids and a lot of his kids are older now Mm -hmm. right you don't like when your mom isn't treated well yeah so they're always going to be on their mom's side and they're all pretty close to the other wives that are not Robin. So they also like really care about the other wives and their point of views. So a lot of them have him blocked. A lot of them will go on their like, especially in the fall, go on their TikTok live and like spill a lot of tea. Wait, like the kids? (laughs) About how much they hate Cody. Yeah, the kids. Mm. Okay. So what was like all the drama that was happening in the fall? They basically had this like wives sit down with Cody where they were like rehashing a lot of stuff. It was essentially a reunion and it was so much back and forth of them being like, this is why I left you. And then Cody being kind of like, I don't understand that. We had such a great relationship. Mm-hmm. And I didn't under like know any of the backstory at that point. So all of my TikTok was just people explaining the like one clip to me. So I have everything very piecemeal yeah. in my head and I'm not even sure it all fits together. But obviously because I was so interested in it, I had to watch each video all the way through. So then they just kept feeding me. <laughs> Sister TikTok. <laughs> it's interesting. But it's so interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting because 
for the two of us, like we believe in conventional monogamous relationships and marriages. And I would say the majority of our society also believes in this. What's interesting is from someone who believes in like a monogamous relationship, the preconceived notion I think a lot of us have about polygamy is that there's a lot of competition amongst the women and the kids. And the show is called Sister Wives. And based on what you just told me, it sounds like the first three wives actually have a very strong relationship amongst each other, Mm -hmm. which is super shocking. And I bet the kids are also pretty close. Didn't you tell me that they basically all lived in a cul-de-sac together? Yes, they all lived in a cul-de-sac together before they moved, I think during COVID or around COVID. So that's right. Like they were really close. The first few wives like got into it wanting a sister wife. Even mm. Robin like originally had a conventional marriage that did not turn out well. So she joined the family because she wanted that experience. And now when she's the only wife, she's just like, that was my identity. And like, I'm having trouble. Cody is honestly not a good person from what we can Mm. see. So it's very tough for her to like have to deal with him alone now at this point. It's interesting because you know how we did that episode on like Bama Rush and sorority life and how like people join these organizations to find sisterhood. And in a way, they're trauma bonding over Rush. Like, the rush period and the pledge period, like that's a huge defining moment for their sorority experience. And in a way, it's very similar when you get married to the same guy. Yeah, I would say like, I'm actually kind of jealous that they can complain and bitch about the same guy because they (laughs) all like kind of understand like they all have similar experiences, right? But they're in a way like also trauma bonding with each other. The wives are trauma bonding. The kids are trauma bonding. And I don't know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm conflicted. Like on one hand, we're taught so much that like we only need to be with one person committed to one person for the rest of our lives. But wouldn't it be so great to be able to bitch about someone else? And for that person to like relate. I think in that aspect, yes. But like, obviously we forget the like sexual intimacy part of the situation. I honestly don't know how they have compartmentalized the Mm -hmm. way they have. Where he, I think, used to spend the night in turns, basically. So it's hard to know that he's basically like intimate every night with a different person. Yeah. And they're your friends. Like at this point, they're so you're so close to them. And that's just a really hard mentality to like wrap your mind around. It's almost like Stockholm Syndrome, right? Like they've been yeah. this for a really long time. I wonder if the first three wives, like would they ever do it again? Like would they ever be sister wives with another mm. coven? <laughs> I don't know. How do you call like the group <laughs> Vampire Diaries? <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's like a good question. I'm sure they've answered it, but I did not look that up. And we'll see. Honestly, I think right now that they're like thriving alone and they have the support of each other still. That's great. Right? Like Janelle and Christine, who are the second and third wife, they are really close and their kids are very close. So they kind of already have that bond Mm -hmm. that they maybe don't need again. You know what I mean? Like it's- They got their sisters- Exactly. Like, it's good because you can all help each other out. But now it's not like they're going to have kids. Like, they are have multiple kids and they're older now. So 
maybe they're done with it. It's surprising that Robin is now like, I don't like this. But I guess she already had a conventional marriage and now like she joined this on purpose. Yeah, I wonder if Cody or even Robin's going to try to recruit more sister wives into the coven. Cody doesn't want to, apparently, according to his recent interviews. He's done with it because it's hard. And first of all, he's a hard personality to manage, especially now that his whole life has been on TV. I don't really know who would be down. It's interesting because I think the type of men that would be open to having multiple relationships with different women and have kids and families and expectations are all very ambitious men, I would say. So our main topic for today is about men who choose as a choice. It's a choice, right? They're not forced to do it. Yeah. To have multiple kids with multiple women. And it's interesting because this happens way more than we actually think. Like I, off the top of my head, can list a few notable people in like pop culture who do Mm -hmm. this, but it is way more common than I ever thought, especially after researching for this episode. And what came top of mind is actually this SVU episode that I watched way back when. Did you ever watch SVU? Mm -hmm. Law and Order SVU? Actually, no, because I was a CSI in Miami. (laughs) So (laughs) I didn't watch SVU. Okay. Well, when I was like thinking about this episode, I was like, man, I miss SVU. There's something about watching a good crime show that has like 100 episodes that it's like, man, this is like a good binge. And I think that's why actually true crime podcasts are like taking off because it kind of appeals to the same like Mm -hmm. curious nature of individuals. I want to talk about this one SVU episode because it was so bizarre. First of all, the main culprit was John Stamos. Stamos? Stamos? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. The guy from Full House? Yeah. And basically, yeah. oh, he was the actor. Yeah, yeah, he was the actor. <laughs> I was like, what? No, Uncle okay. Jesse is the culprit here. Um, <laughs> but basically, the storyline starts out with like a dead baby or like an abandoned baby on the side of the street. And it turns out that it's like this adopted baby of this affluent woman. She was like, how did my baby get out on the street when I have a nanny who's supposed to be watching. But the nanny was sleeping with like her fiance and the neighbor knew about it. So it was like a meddling neighbor who thought the baby was better off with another family. So they decided to like put the baby in front of like a daycare in hopes that someone would like adopt it. I don't know. I don't know if like this is actually what the neighbor was thinking, but it turns out like SVU was called in to investigate and it turns out that the man was like sleeping with the fiance, sleeping with the nanny and the baby is actually his baby from another woman. And The woman, like, didn't want it, but he wanted a kid, so he convinced this woman to adopt it. And this woman, who finds out that he's sleeping with a nanny, is so mad at him because she's like, wait, I'm pregnant right now, too. And he's super excited, and she's like, I didn't expect to get pregnant because, like, my condom broke or something. And then that's how, like, SVU is, like, putting the pieces together and is like, this guy's condom 
breaks a lot and what they find out is that he's been having these like one night stands with different women throughout the years and basically like poking holes into his condom and accidentally on purpose getting them pregnant and it turns out that he's like (laughs) impregnated about 47 different women also this is all fictional but yeah obviously but like that's jail and what what's up what's up with the other babies then are they um i guess like some of them have them i guess some of them like abort them it i don't think the episode really stated but the concept of this like type of crime is called contraception deception which which is kind of funny to say (laughs) and the episode ends with basically this woman's right activist who was called in to kind of be an expert in this field and she like tries to Uh seduce him or he tries to seduce her I don't know what happens first but this guy like basically can't help himself right like he wants to be able to impregnate as many women as he can like in his mind he thinks it's his god-given right or like his like one thing that he must accomplish in his life and so he tries to sleep with this woman but this woman obviously knows like what his mo is and so she like tries to take out his penis with a knife that is also like a wasp injection knife or something like that like it it wasn't a regular knife it was some crazy knife and she ends up killing Obviously, this is fictional, which is why there's so many twists and turns. But when we were researching for this episode, I was like, man, I just like I think about this episode all the time because how crazy and psychotic do you have to be to manipulate the condom? against a woman's choice yeah no that's like a form of assault it it 100 is and the reason why the human activist decides to kill him is because she like from her research and from her line of work she realizes that the law there's not enough like law or boundaries in place to protect the woman and like how do you know it's an accident versus intentional i mean when it's 47 women (laughs) yeah i i understand (laughs) this is an ad for birth control (laughs) yeah fully damn that's jail i don't know i don't know anything besides i mean i'm glad this fictional john singles is dead yeah but wild the way he went out okay but this is a fictional story right and it made me think of other stories that i've heard in the news that are similar and it's crazy that i like just have all of this bottled up in my head and i'm just like letting it all out right now but (laughs) i guess this is my roman empire but i remember reading this article about this man in the netherlands who was basically banned from donating his sperm because he has donated so much sperm not having sex, but like actually sperm donations and has fathered over 500 kids. <laughs> what? That's a small town. It is. Like you can have every job present and holy shit. Okay. And this there's this New York Times article about this man. His name is Jonathan Jacob Meher. And 
he is a musician in the Netherlands and the Netherlands is so small. So it makes sense that like it became prevalent to the public because of this. But turns out that they spoke with this person who found Jonathan through like this private website for uh, for sperm donations and she was interested in having kids Uh and she basically like contracted him I don't know paid about 200 euros for his sperm she met up with him she paid him 200 euros for his sperm sample she got pregnant and the first baby was like fine like she was really happy with the baby she decided she wanted to have another baby with him so she met up with him somehow within like her same daycare or neighborhood she noticed that someone's baby looked eerily similar to her kid and so she gets talking to the mom and they find out that they have the same sperm donor and so they're doing more research and they realize that like there is an entire group of people who are realizing that they are having kids with the same sperm donor and this is all happening in the Netherlands to the point where like there is a lawsuit a civil lawsuit against this man right now by like like the Netherlands are like the sperm bank in the Netherlands because they're basically like you lied about the number of times that you've donated your sperm and I literally yeah. went down a rabbit hole digging into this and I've come to the conclusion that there is very similar to the SVU case there's not enough like regulation and laws against this because when you donate your sperm there's no way to track how many times you've donated right because there's private networks then yeah, there's it's like yeah it's self-reported it's, it's basically a checkbox like I haven't donated a significant amount of sperms, etc. And what's significant? I, I know. Well, maybe I'm making this up. Maybe they actually have like a set number, but basically it's not okay. like you're they're not like tracking at a very concrete level. And so all of these kids now, 500 kids, are worried that they're dating, they're gonna date their siblings. Like there is a high risk oh, yeah. of incest I forgot about in this that. community oh, in the Netherlands. No. To the point where in the article they said like, you know, some of their kids are at the age where they should be dating and they're on dating apps. And sometimes they have to like cross reference a list of individuals that have been reported to be their half sibling. And in this article, one of the interviewees was like, yeah, you get really good at noticing specific traits that are probably related to your father, your donated father figure. (laughs) I am. Also, okay, that brings me to like a CSI Miami memory where like, I don't know if this is true at all. But, like, two neighbors were basically, like, half-siblings that they started dating. And, like, the whole premise of the show was, like, you are inherently attracted to your siblings. But because you grow up with them, like, that wipes it out. Like, your base instinct has changed, I guess. So... If you didn't grow up with your sibling, like you could be attracted to them. And God knows if this is true. I hope it's not. And I in no world can like imagine that. But that's wild. And like, what if they're more attracted to their past siblings, like pre-knowing this? Well, I don't know what happens in the Netherlands, but in the United States, apparently when you go get your marriage license, we should ask our friends Mm -hmm. this, but I think like there are only two checkboxes for when you get your license. And one of them is, are you cousins or like are you related and you have to like basically prove that you're not so it is illegal in the united states i don't know about the netherlands (laughs) but at least in the u.s yeah you guys gotta (laughs) add it in in because of this one guy (laughs) 
But I went down this rabbit hole of like wondering what drives a man to feel like he needs to do this. I don't think it's about the money. Like if it's only 200 euros to donate your sperm, like you're not making significant amount of money. But he kind of replied with an email about, you know, kind of explaining his actions. And he's like, I want to feel useful in helping these women realize the family that they want but can't have in a way which is one aspect of it but then he's like there's also the financial aspect of like them compensating you for your travels like he lives in Africa now and it's not just in the Netherlands that he is donating his sperm like he's donated it in I think Ukraine and in Africa like he's using this to travel the world now and you know since there's like not a ton of regulation within each of the country there's definitely not the regulation needed across the entire globe and so he's like yeah i'm getting compensated for what the actual f for like traveling and meeting these families but also like going to my kids birthday parties and stuff like the fact that people are paying this man to he stays in their lives i guess some of them which is crazy but i don't think like they view him as a father they just view him as like i don't know a fun uncle how do you explain it to your friends it's bizarre yeah. here's my sperm donor i am just so shook so is it 550 in the netherlands or is it 550 across the globe or do they not know i think it's across the globe but i think like there's a ton in the netherlands but yeah that was a wild ride I am shook (laughs) right like and he's not even the only one there are so many other ones this is just like one example and I feel like every like few months on Hulu there's like a documentary in the same vein about this like type of situation Okay, so that's like situations where the women don't know. But then you have like popular celeb figures, aka like Nick Cannon, who is in the news all the time. And the news is almost always around the fact that he has so many children with so many different women, especially lately. And I don't know if that's just because I recently watched Selling Sunset's new season with one of his children's mother, who he is in somewhat of a relationship with I feel like we hear about him all the time all the time and I actually think it's quite sad that he's only in the news for this because I was watching a few interviews with him and I think he's a very personable you have you have to be right like convince all of these people to yeah but as I was watching some interviews I'm just like I can see myself like flirting with this guy like he is so funny and friendly (laughs) but yes I did watch the latest season of Selling Sunset too it's very good I felt really conflicted as I watched the entire Brie TSC like segment like Obviously, I want to be able to support her and support women, but her situation with Nick Cannon really confuses me. And I don't know, I'm kind of at a loss of like how to feel like I love her as a person. But at the same time, I guess it's like safe to say like I don't necessarily agree with like how she's deciding to raise her kids in this situation. Do you know the backstory and all the like 
kids and the relationships of Nick Cannon? No, I only know like that he was in a pretty serious relationship with Mariah Carey, right? But then after that, like I've lost the plot. Yeah. And I just know that he has a ton of children with people that I've not heard of besides Brie because of Selling Sunset. Yeah, so it's really crazy that he used to be married. I think married to Mariah Carey. They have twins and that was like, his first relationship with kids and it's interesting because Mariah Carey is so big right like I always view her as such like a serious artist and Nick Cannon is just like on the news for such clown vibes honestly and so it's like it's so shocking to me that they used to be married once but honestly he's very charismatic so I understand but yes he and Mariah Carey Mm -hmm. were married they had kids they divorced then he was in this relationship with this woman named Brittany Bell they've had one kid or two kids then he was in a relationship with this woman named Abby De La Rosa they had twins he was also in a relationship with this woman named Melissa Scott the firstborn would happen I think two weeks after Abby's twins were born and so that is what is the craziest thing to me is like you can be in multiple relationships where the timelines are a little bit more spread out but his timelines are so crazy and intertwined like it's not like him moving from one relationship yeah, like to the he's next. just in an open relationship yeah, he is in an open relationship yeah. and in Selling Sunset I remember this scene where they're asking Brie like you know how's dating life like what's your relationship status and she's not even able to say outright like what her relationship status yeah. is because I don't think she knows. But if you look at her Instagram, it appears like she's in a relationship with Nick. But yeah, I find it odd that she's not able to communicate that. I think it's like because of judgment, probably to say like, oh, no, I'm in a relationship with Nick. But after the season, she made a lot of TikToks basically like poking fun at her relationship. And I don't know, it's like so tough because she basically has to take whatever time he gives her. Like she's not really like an equal partner in this relationship because he has so many different partners and so many different like responsibilities basically I'm sure like a lot of the other women you know feel this and like have to go through it it just seems very unfair and I really wonder how the kids feel obviously they're like pretty young still so we don't like have insight into it well I think Mariah Carey's kids are the first of which are kind of getting older I think they're like 16 at this point okay and I see Mariah really somewhat distancing herself from the circus that follows Nick a little bit not that I think she would ever hide her kids from Nick but I definitely like I can tell from what I see on social media that like she's not portraying her family as like cohesive and involved with Nick as like maybe his other relationships are and after Brie he did have another child with this woman named Lanisha Cole and it's interesting because he did a recent article and he's very very open about speaking about his relationships and all his kids but it's interesting because he said that that's the child that he spends the most time with and I was super shocked that he would be very very honest about that because if I were in his shoes stuff on the internet doesn't ever get deleted especially with such a public figure do you really want your kids seeing that kind of news out there because they may have trauma that they haven't voiced out to their parents yet yeah and like did he say why he spends the most time is it because of Lanisha like he just likes her the most right now no I think the child is young but Mm. he wasn't the youngest child so 
I'm very confused. It's also like this was Lanisha's first child where some of his other relationships have had multiple kids with him. So maybe they're like more used to being in this type of relationship and they don't need as much. I don't know. Is it hand holding? What about Brie? Brie only has one kid. I don't know either. Justice for Brie. Justice for Brie. Okay. I wonder if this inherently creates some kind of competition between the women of like, oh, I need to make sure Nick likes me at one of the most. God, I don't know how to even explain that so that my child gets to spend time with him. Yeah, I don't know. But you know, I haven't seen a lot of interviews with a lot of his relationships, except for Brie. And I know when she was first pregnant with the child and maybe after it was born as well, she did an interview with People magazine. I think it was People or one of those publications in which she says that like, you know, he's very attentive and she likes that he's able to financially be there for his kids. Like if the kid has a birthday party, he can fly on a private jet or whatever, get on a plane and be there for the kid. And she's like, whereas people who are in a conventional marriage, etc., sometimes the father is working so much that they're not even there for their kids to begin with. And what she likes about this setup is that Nick is present for his kid 100% when he is present, which is an interesting take. She also mentioned that sometimes she has to coordinate with his assistant to get on the calendar like hey this birthday party's coming up like you have to be there and so I find it a little bit odd I mean people who are in monogamous relationships also have to do that I don't think it's a yeah multiple but kids. it's not through an assistant no it is remember like it is yes or I don't know maybe I'm just like referring to pop culture representation of like finance bros yeah. or like you know you know what I'm talking okay, about okay I guess like really high up people, yeah but like the normal person is not going through someone's assist I guess they're not normal mm-hmm. people but damn I don't I mean like I understand that he can like be 100% present when he's there but like how often is he present and how is that going to impact the child later in life oh I get to see my dad like once a month what's the frequency of the situation and do they all live in the same like area are the women friends with each other they have so many half siblings around like do they have relationships with them like this is so complex and I feel like could create like so much trauma for these children that they don't even understand and like will later have to spend so much time unraveling. So it's interesting because we don't know yet. All of his kids, like you said, are very, very young, except for Mariah's kids at this point. Yeah. But Brie did say that her and the other woman do not talk. And I find that very interesting because in comparison to the sister wife situation, they're so close and so bonded. But in Nick Cannon's situation, situation they're not and Brie mentioned that she's like you know there comes a day where they might have to have conversations with one another but right now it seems like they're all just operating kind of within their same their own swim lane which I find very odd yeah I think obviously the premise of the sister wives like relationship was very different than this Nick Cannon one but I think also with Nick Cannon situation since it's not very defined they must feel a lot of like internal competition and that's really tough and like even going to be tougher as time goes when they do have to talk to each other this is my my projection of what's gonna happen obviously I'm not in this relationship I would feel a ton of jealousy I think it takes a lot of strength to not feel that level of jealousy for sure and Nick Cannon did an interview with Men's Health Magazine a few years back kind of asked like 
are you going to have more kids? Like, are you ever going to stop? And he's like, I don't even like sit around and really think about it. I'm just walking in my purpose and trying to be the best father and best provider I could possibly be, which is a really just like a run round answer for a whole lot of nothing, in my opinion. Like you must think about it. What's his purpose? Yeah. What is your purpose? Is this purpose to like inseminate people and create children? Like, I don't define purpose. Exactly. What is your purpose? (laughs) We need to understand. (laughs) And it's very different from our next guy that we want to actually talk about who does have a purpose. Oh, quickly. I just want to say that when we were listing out like his kids and the fact that he has so many sets of twins, I was like, huge. Maybe you got to mate with Nick Cannon so you can have twins guaranteed. (laughs) No, you know what I think is okay for background for the audience. (laughs) fulfill your dream I have this weird dream of wanting twins because I've always wanted to be a twin obviously I don't think I want that anymore because having kids is freaking expensive and having two at the same time is even more expensive but if it's Nick's kids then he'll pay for it I think I don't know if they're doing it all naturally is my issue because I think it's like actually a lot of kids these are twins these days are not natural twins this is all my speculation but I think it's because they're being done through IVF oh interesting all right then if you want that we can go down (laughs) which is even more expensive to have so I don't know this dream of mine is pretty costly at this point yeah So the next clown that we want to talk about is Elon Musk. And I'm so surprised that we haven't talked about him much more than like now. Because there's so much to talk about. But okay, so I was actually surprised that he had so many kids. Did you know that he had a ton of kids until I told you? No, I think I found out recently through Twitter, mm-hmm. like ever since his like Twitter takeover, obviously people are kind of exposed, but he is so low key about so the number of kids. Like, I don't know the quantity and I only know about like the kid or kids with Grimes and only because the name is so complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So history and lore of Elon Musk's kids. He very similar to Nick Cannon also was married and with his first wife, he actually had, he had six kids kids the first kid actually passed away very like at an infant age and then Mm -hmm. he had one set of twins through IVF and this is I think where I got my hypothesis from because Uh, they had a he had twins through IVF and then triplets I think through IVF again so he has five kids but like a set of twins and then a set of triplets and Mm -hmm. they ended up divorcing years years back his kids are like much older like our age maybe a little bit younger like in their 20s early 20s I think very similar to the sister wife situation the kids don't really want anything to do with Elon Musk I think one of their kids actually like wanted to change their last names from Musk because they didn't want anything associated to do with their father and then Elon like At this point, he's amassed quite a bit of money. He's in the news a lot for, you know, being well known for a lot of his venture experiments and companies that he's in. And then, of course, we all know that he was in a relationship with the singer Grimes and ends up having a child. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce the child's name because I just can't. It looks to the audience to describe the audience. It's like X-A-E and then some numbers. It, It sounds like a robot, but the baby is referred to as x like twitter formerly known as twitter (laughs) (laughs) oh my god he 
must have named Twitter after his child. What came first, the chicken or the egg, you know? Like, he has an obsession with the letter X, I guess. And then he ends up having another child with Grimes a few years later with another name that apparently the, like, U.S. government won't recognize because the characters are so, like, not standard. But now they call the child Y. Like, the letter Y. So they have X and then they have Y. So that is, like, all in the news. But then very, very recently, it was discovered that he had twins. And I guess probably through IVF as well. I don't know. Like, does it run in the family or is it IVF at this point? I have no idea. But he had it with this woman Mm -hmm. named Siobhan Zillis, who is the director of operations at Neuralink. And this is where it gets interesting because... Neuralink is a Tesla company owned by Elon. And Leon is like the co-founder of Neuralink or even like a CEO of Neuralink. He's the CEO of so many things. I I just can't even keep track at this point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's a little... It's a little interesting because in comparison to his relationship with Grimes, this relationship is kept very hush-hush. It's not even reported that he's in a relationship with Siobhan. It's just reported that they had kids together and he's listed as a resident of one of her of their house in Austin but Uh I don't think he ever openly admits that they're in a relationship so it's like really unknown to me like what the status of their relationship is like are they actually together or is he a sperm donor in this case but he lives there or he spends a lot of time there with their kids and you know what's clownish I doubt that he's a sperm donor I think like he's in a relationship but like doesn't want to say because the optics of it is pretty yeah in comparison to Grimes it's reported that at this point you have to commit have to commit to what one person no no you have to commit to the fact that you are in a relationship if you are because otherwise I think it's worse to like have a person that reports to you have your kid it rubs me the wrong way that she works for him yeah And that is, like, what's really scary. She's, like, the head of operations and, like, special ops for Neuralink. And do you actually know what Neuralink does? It's actually batshit crazy. They're designing computer chips to insert into your brain. It's crazy. I'm going to wipe that from my brain. (laughs) You might not be able to in the future. I don't even know what that means. No, it's, it's actually pretty cool because I think the first round that they're trying to address is the ability to like allow people to gain back some motor skills that have been lost oh, through okay, this like okay, chip okay. that you inject into your brain. But regardless, I think it's hella weird that, you know, she works under him. Like there's that weird power dynamic that they're also dealing with this quote unquote yeah. secret but not so secret relationship. Also, clown news is that I think Grimes took to Twitter and was like super upset because she was so blindsided by by the twins like she didn't know and also she had a kid right after these twins were born and she had no idea that he was gonna have like two other kids before she was about to give birth to her third child and take a guess at what her third child's name is that's a good guess and that's what i would have guessed but it's actually (laughs) i don't know they're keeping us on their on our toes because the third child's name is techno (laughs) but i wonder if you know, they're yeah. going to just give it the nickname Z or T or something. So it's X, Y and techno for now, but maybe it's X, Y and Z. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> what is like Elon's reasoning behind all yeah. this? 
has he publicly he does publicly address it which is so different from i think how nick is addressing it in the public but basically he's saying he and he made a tweet about this he said i'm doing my best to help the underpopulation crisis a collapsing birth rate is the biggest danger civilization faces by far and then in a previous tweet he says like the richer someone is the fewer kids they have i am a rare exception so i want to address the first tweet because i'm like is there actually an underpopulation crisis right now okay i remember seeing this tweet and there is not currently but i think going to be like projected yeah it's projected in certain countries based on the birth rate yeah so he's not i guess wrong in that sense i don't know that we need your children <laughs> so right now it seems like the only quote-unquote region like country conglomerate that is declining in population growth is europe and everywhere else is actually growing but that's population growth includes the rise of the population by like immigration and i think like in this article that i read like that's what's driving a lot of population growth right now i think what's causing actually the decline of actual birth of the population is that it's freaking expensive to have kids and yeah. more and more women are choosing not to have kids for a variety of reasons financial reasons being one of them i think another reason that the birth of like human beings has been declining is just like the advancement in technology of birth control like we just have a lot more control over our body these days and it's Apparently, our population is projected to like plateau after a certain amount of years, like in the future. But in this article, I read they're like, Elon is concerned about it because he wants to take us to Mars and like grow the population to Mars. And that's why he wants the world population to grow. So he has enough individuals interested in living in Mars. (laughs) That's jail. Also, I think society is becoming more accepting of not having children where it's not like the guaranteed norm anymore, which is also so giving people a lot more choice in the matter. So the second quote that I pulled is the richer someone is the fewer kids they have. I am a rare exception. And that actually made me think like, hmm, I think you're actually right. But I don't think it's because they're rich that they have fewer kids. I think people just have fewer kids in general or like people who are rich may not. They know that they don't have the time and the emotional capacity to have so many kids. I think the question Mm -hmm. of like financial responsibility responsibility has like popped up as like a theme throughout all of these examples that we've discussed in some cases the fathers don't actually have a relationship with the kids but in the cases of like elon and nick cannon they do and the woman really like that you know he's financially stable enough to provide for as many kids as he wants to have but do we actually think that the financial obligation is the only thing that a father should be responsible for absolutely not this is where you get daddy issues yeah I think like what a big misconception is, I maybe it's not even a big misconception, but I feel like fathers in general and men in general think like because of society, their place is to provide. And if they've provided financially, like that's enough. Mm-hmm. 
But I hope and I think that more and more people are understanding that that is actually only a small portion. It's actually, I would say, a greater necessity to provide emotional support. Because once you've provided the basic needs of a child, like that's, you know, good. And the more that Elon is providing for these children is not really like increasing his relationship with them whatsoever. He has to be there emotionally to really create that bond. Yeah, and I never... Otherwise, he's just their bank. It's interesting because Elon doesn't really talk about the emotional support that he like provides for his kids. I would say like in comparison, Nick Cannon kind of, I would assume, does a better job at that. Like he's always creating like such a happy or his perception of a happy family and happy environment for his kids. But who knows? Like Elon's kids are also very, very young at this point. So you know what? Maybe in like 15 years, we're going to see a 2020 special on Nick Cannon's kids and like Elon Musk kids. And we won't know up until this point. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I hope that these kids are going to be okay. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us on all social media at Clown Vibes Podcast or email us at clownvibespodcast at gmail.com. And if you like our show and want to support us, please like, subscribe, and give us a rating and review. That's it for today. Bye, clowns. Bye, clowns.